they told me to set this for normal people. So there we go. So about a foot lower in my mouth should be about right for most. Well, good morning. Welcome to Cheney Faith Center. This is our, uh, our annual service of thanks where we spend most of our time, well, half of our time, all of our time, really giving thanks to the Lord. But this time in particular is an open mic time. So you'll notice that I have the mic open here um, and it's available for all of us in the room to give thanks to God in some way. And we're going to do it just a tiny bit different this year. I'm not going to take the mic around like we normally do. We're going to station it here and ask you to come up and and talk in the mic right here. That gives us an easy opportunity with the camera to get your story of thanks to the Lord. And it lets people online um, join in a little bit better and see you and react to your story and just feel very encouraged by that. And um, I don't want that to discourage you from sharing, hopefully, um, because that means that a lot more people can be impacted by your thanks to the Lord. And so um, hopefully you're thinking of your story. The Holy Spirit's been sharing with you all week. Hey, this is something I'd like you to share. And so this is your opportunity to do that. So I hope you will have courage like a lion to come up and share something. So let me start with a verse that I think is really important in in Colossians chapter three, when the apostle Paul was talking to the church in Colossae and just kind of sharing uh, some of the things that they would end up doing together when they had corporate meetings. And this is one of the things that he shared with the church there. He said, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts since as members of one body, you were called to peace. And be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Well, you can see in these verses that one of the big themes is that we're supposed to give thanks to the Lord. And especially when we meet together, when we meet together, we're called to give thanks to the Lord. And it's not just one or two people that are meant to give thanks. All of us can come together with a song or a hymn or uh, admonishing one another with something. And so that's our heart this morning is that as members of Christ's body, we have a story. And I'm trusting, because we've been talking about trusting the Lord all year, that maybe there's been something big that you've had to step out and trust the Lord with. And you want to say thank you to the Lord for that. And maybe that's accomplished, maybe it's not, but you're still just trusting. We'd love to hear those stories this morning and just encourage one another and be thankful to the Lord, because we want to be richer in Christ as a result of doing things together. And we don't ask us to do this every week because um, I know that it's, it's a challenge to get up here and, and do that. But I was struck by verse 17, and it's one of my favorites. It says, whatever you do, whether in word or deed, give thanks to God the Father through Christ. And so this is our moment right now to just say thank you to the Lord in word and in deed. And so... Um, I'm going to let somebody get us started. So if there's somebody who already, I mean, you already know, like I'm just waiting for Pastor Mark to stop talking so I can run to the mic. There she is. See, it's always one. So good. Thanks. 
I just want to start by saying I am so grateful for this little church. I've been gone for about nine months, but um, I was here for about three and a half years, and um, God had called me to a really important but tough task, and that was to help keep a safe house open that's in this county. And um, we dealt with a really interesting thing there called spiritual abuse as well. And um, that tapped into some painful pieces of my own story. But it was a powerful experience to see how sometimes just loving people, couldn't even use the name God sometimes, could help people soften and heal. And a number of those gals felt safe enough to come sit on this front pew with me over and over. And um, my own experience meant that I also wrapped that, that journey up. About nine months ago, I resigned. My adrenals had just hit the wall. During COVID, I ended up running the house all by myself. And um, sometimes God just carries us. But he also put it on my heart that he was wanting to heal me deeper, to use me greater. That's not always fun. My family in Alaska weren't doing good. Um, I actually had gone through four years of not even talking to them after I got divorced because in their minds I wasn't a submissive enough wife and that's why my marriage had felt. They never asked why a woman with five kids left. There's sometimes reasons women have to leave or people period, you know, but I just, you guys, my stuff is in a storage unit right now and I was standing there the other day and I was struggling. And God was just like, wildflower, this stuff represents my faithfulness to you in being courageous, being a single mom for 16 years. You had no idea. You know, and just like he helped shift that perspective. He also gave me a talk by Christina Kane called Remember Lot's Wife. <laughs> because sometimes moving forward, we don't know what the next is, you know? And, um... You guys being a support to me, providing a safe space, was just such medicine to my heart, even as I went north this summer. And um, it was one of the hardest summers of my life. I left Alaska because it did not feel safe enough or big enough. That sounds funny because it's a pretty big place for me and my family. And although I love them dearly, this summer I heard how I was disinherited for my spiritual salvation. I heard horrible things, you know, um, but they wanted me there to help them. And I said, well, lucky for you guys, I didn't come for your land. They own hundreds of acres. It's beautiful. I said, um, I came because I love you. And when they got on their rampages sometimes, I would just start singing Jesus Loves Me. Because some bikers baptized me a few years ago, well, about 10 years ago, actually. I was going to be an atheist. God sent me these crazy wild bikers. I met them in a beer garden. Because <laughs> sometimes Jesus' love just has to follow us in some wild places. But I tell you, when you see bikers who've been Hills Angels singing Jesus Loves Me with their faces raised, and they just look like little boys, and their tears are just running down the street, believe it, with all their heart. I was like, could you tell me about that? And they told me about Jesus. And so here I go back to this extremely religious family, bless their hearts. And that seed has just grown so strong. 
Jesus does this thing. He roots us and grounds us. And it was painful. I had to grieve. I'm not going to even say I didn't. But it was wild that God sent me back to this family to bless them and love on them. And there was a couple times where dad apologized for being a horrible father. I don't even know what that means to him. Because then he goes and bees a horrible father sometimes. But I said, dad, there's only one thing I still want from you. I said, I want you to realize before you die how deeply loved you are. You guys, God's love can help us love our enemies like that. Anyway, I just, his goodness carries us through. I don't know the way forward. I've had stuff in storage unit for, for nine months. But I know that if I remember, Christina reminded me yesterday, if I remember the faithfulness of God and that abundance that's in that storage unit, it's left over. It's abundant. And he knows what I'm going to need forward. He'll give me wisdom. But, but you guys, it's safe to walk with him. And even through really hard things, even families looking at you and judging you and criticizing you, um, we can stand there and just sing Jesus loves me sometimes. We can also walk away sometimes. We have to do that sometimes. But his faithfulness is, it's, it's that. And I trust that he's going to break the curse over my family and for my five kids and their partners and husbands and wives and for my five grandkids, he's going to restore a blessing. And I just claim that in Jesus' name over us, wherever that is in our families, that that inherited stuff that needs rewritten, God can and he will. Thank you. My story today starts December 17th, 1986. I have three daughters, love them all dearly, but the youngest was born. I had double pneumonia. They went to her dad after she was born and said, by morning, you will be a single parent with a three-year-old and a four-year-old. They took me off to ICU, and they put Christy in the NICU. Two o'clock in the morning, there's a male nurse sitting in my room, and I'm just praying out loud. I am just praying out loud. I'm praising Jesus. I'm thanking him because on the way to ICU, he said, you are my child. I'm going to carry you through. So this nurse is going on and saying, you better get ready for finality. You need to get ready for the dark side, da, 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 and just going off. Finally, I raised up on one elbow, and I said, are you done? I said, do you realize I'm a child of God? Do you realize I've been filled with the Holy Spirit? Do you realize I walk with the blood of Jesus? Da, da, and I went off for about 15, 20 minutes. And I fell asleep. Next morning, one of the nurses came in and she said, I don't know what you said to him, but he came flying out of your room and said, you better look out for that lady. She just scared the tar out of me. <laughs> 36 years since then, I thought I was a Christian. I thought I knew Jesus. But he has carried us through. And I say us because I include my three daughters. 
We have gone through college graduations in a private Bible college where they paid their own way. We've been through divorce. We've had trials like everybody else, but we've had the hallelujahs and we've had the up times. And when I came here in the pandemic, I talked to Mark and Kate, and they said, you're welcome to join us. And it's now that we are here at Cheney Faith. And because of every one of you sitting out there and the part you've played in our lives, Jesus has said, welcome home, enjoy. And I look at him and say, thank you for being our friend. Hi, good morning. Um, unlike driving a truck, which I can do well, I can't operate this thing. I am not Buck Rogers, okay? You're looking up here and you're seeing Barbara Rogers, okay? And she has been, how do I do this, Mark? You do it so easily. There it is, Barbara Rogers. Um, Barbara was supposed to be doing this today. Um, we had planned next week to go to the coast uh, up at Port Hadlock. Uh, her brother is dying. Raised in a Christian family and dragged to church until they couldn't, wouldn't go anymore when they became teenagers. And I saw the harm it did. When we first met, we were unevenly yoked. She's a, Christ, or she's a Christian Catholic that goes to church on Christmas and Thanksgiving, Christmas and Easter. And I didn't know anything about the Lord. Um, I had nobody in my life to take me to church. I had gone to a couple of youth services to be with girls, okay? So Barbara, my 42-year companion, and you all see that she has trouble walking. She's going through her Bible study that you gave her that she's reading through, and she wakes me up on Tuesday, my day off from delivering food to the grocery stores, and says, Buck, I'm going to the coast. I said, you're, you're what? <laughs> Wait a minute. I says, after Thanksgiving, yeah, we're going to the coast. And she goes, no, um, Phil's dying. I don't know when he'll die. God's going to call him home soon. And, and God's going to send him to hell. We know that. He has outwardly, in the 42 years I have known him, said, you know, after I die, I'm dust. And I asked him last time we were there a couple of months ago, do you really want to, 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 to walk down that line and say, when I'm done, I'm done, that there is no heaven and hell? Do you want to take that chance? Because it's a no brainer to me. I'm going to say hallelujah and thank you, Jesus, every day. I am not taking the chance of saying, I don't believe there's a God. And then finding up there at the gates, whatever it is, if St. Peter's standing there and my name's not on that list, I know where I'm going. And I said, Phil, do you really want to take that chance? So she's reading and she tells me she's going to the coast. And I says, we can't. We, her and I, 
I, she doesn't drive well. She goes, I'm going to the coast to be with my brother. I've got to deliver groceries to the grocery store for Thanksgiving. I can't take this next week off. It's a, it's a part-time job, but I committed to it. So Barbara says to do this out of new script. Um, Barbara is thankful uh, for her family and her church, and most importantly her church family. Her personal savior, Lord Jesus Christ, her father God, and the Holy Spirit, come on, roll up. The Holy Spirit for her guidance and protection. She has a lot of fear and a lot of it is driving. She's fearful of driving. So if you got a minute, you know, take time today and just lift Barbara up and just pray. Port Hadlock is seven and a half hours away from here if I'm driving and I don't stop. So thank you, be blessed. And I will put that blessing in my pocket. Hi, I'm Carol. Um, last September, so September 2021, two things happened that sent an earthquake through my family. The first thing was my daughter's best friend in California was diagnosed with breast cancer. <clears throat> and because of COVID restrictions and short staffing, even though she knew something was wrong, it took a while for them to see her. And by the time they saw her, the cancer was starting to spread. So um, to summarize, she went through a round of chemo, a double mastectomy. They didn't get it all. So then she went through radiation. Then after that, she went on an oral chemo. So I'm happy to say that a week ago, they finally did reconstructive surgery and they said she is completely cancer free. Now, I um, want to thank this church and this prayer team because they prayed and prayed and prayed for her. And prayer works, and she's good. So thank God for that. The other thing that happened in September of 2021 was my granddaughter <clears throat> started dislocating her knee for no apparent reason. She dislocated it the first time and they said, oh, she's growing too fast. She's 12, she's, you know. They put it in a brace, they put her on crutches. She started going to PT, she was doing pretty well. And then because she was using her other foot to help, she got a stress fracture in her other foot. So then she was going to school on crutches, a knee brace, and a foot boot on the other shoe. So she went through PT, she got a little better, they took her off the crutches. She went back to school, about a week later, it dislocated again. And they said, okay, something's not right about that. So they put her back in a knee brace, they put her back on crutches, they put her back in physical therapy. They worked on it some more, she got better. 
right before Christmas break, she dislocated it for the third time. So they said, okay, that's it. She's got to wear the brace all the time. She's got to go to PT. Over Christmas break, the opposite knee dislocated. So when she went back to school in January, she had a brace on both knees and she was going to physical therapy. And the physical therapist said, something is wrong. Her kneecap is not in the right place. Something's really screwy. So in February, they did an MRI of both knees and it turned out that they had genetically grown wrong and um, they had to completely reconstruct both knees, obviously not at the same time. So in April, she had surgery on the worst one. Uh, she had part of her bone had died. It wasn't getting any blood circulation because it had dislocated so many times. The um, ligament was so destroyed they had to replace it with a cadaver ligament, a cadaver ligament. The bone that was dead, they had to drill holes in to try to get the blood flow back. And then they had to cut bone and move stuff to put her knee back together. She was 13. Uh, so that surgery was in April. She went through a lot of pain and she was really scared. And she, um, because they were trying to heal this bone, she wasn't allowed to move it for quite a while. So we all thought, well, okay, she had this surgery in April. By summer, she'll be at least walking on it. By August 1st, she was still not walking. And so needless to say, it's really scared us all. And she was having a very hard time. Uh, she was angry and she was depressed and she was afraid. And this church and this prayer team and some prayer warriors that I know in the universe prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed for her. And things started to get better. And when she went back to school in September, <clears throat> she went back to school with no crutches, no brace, walking on her own two feet. And now she's walking with no limp. So um, the, the prayer team at this church is really diligent. And um, I'm so grateful for them. And I just want you to know that these two examples tell you that God hears us and he does answer prayers. And both of these girls that started in a very bad place in September of 2021 are both fine now. So thank God for that. So I just want to tell you guys too something so cool. Um, Growing up, I heard a lot about the end of the world. And it, it psychologically, actually, I've, I've discovered that um, it is very harmful to children to have news on all the time and for home not to be a safe place where they just, they feel life is hopeful. 
So as a teenager, I became suicidal. And, and I, um, I was realizing this. And one night, I remember just trying to get as far away as the conversation as I could. And I was just like, these people profess to be Christians. They were missionaries. Why is this, like, why is there so much fear? Surely the Bible should give people some kind of different perspective. And I felt, I, I look back now and realize it was Holy Spirit prompting me, why don't you go find out for yourself? And we had this huge book called The Bible Concordance, The Strong's Bible Concordance. So for the first time, I don't know, maybe I was like 12, I opened that and I thought, I wonder if it says anything about peace. And I learned how to do word studies. We don't have to be complicated, you guys. That saved my life, that word study. And this summer, God kept showing me verses on inheritance. And I thought, wow, I don't have to worry about a couple hundred acres. He says, I'm going to inherit the earth. So just faith and finding strength can be so simple. It can be so simple. Um, I've done word studies on the word fear. Oh my word, you guys, you're not afraid anymore. I've done word studies on brokenheartedness, the promises to the brokenhearted, or though your sins are heavy and what a scarlet, like the invitations of God to heal and to welcome us home. They're just they're huge, and, but it's so simple. And at that safe house, that's all I was able to share a lot of times with the girls is just these super simple things. Um, but hope, hope isn't very far away, and it's simple to find. So I just wanted to share that. I have preached for several years, but um, I would give a little sister, and I asked uh, Santa even once, and uh, my mom told me that uh, Santa's not going to give me maybe sister, and so I asked God, and like a couple years later when I turned five, um, like a couple months after I turned five, my sister was born, and today is the day that we are celebrating my sister's fourth birthday. Okay. Oh my gosh. Oh, it's always weird hearing your voice over the mic. Ugh. Disgusting. Um, <laughs> so my entire family has been through a pretty rough patch uh, this past year with a lot of different things. And... Um, I, um, it's weird to just bring that up and be, well, it's a service of thanks, but there are a lot of things that God has been faithful through throughout all of this. I mean, there's my mom who's worried about everyone who's involved and doesn't want to admit it, that she's stressed. And um, basically what happened is my eldest sister, um, she's been straying a long ways away from the Lord right now. Um, when she lived with our family, um, she would self-harm. She tried to uh, murder my brother. She, um, she was just really, really, really far away from the Lord in so much pain, she took it out on others. Um, she manipulated me specifically. Um, my second oldest sister, she used to be friends with... Um, the eldest 
and now like I just imagine like she was friends and now it's like she's an entirely different person and she's changed a lot the everyone in our family has changed a lot through this um it's always been hard um living in fear of someone who you expected was going to protect you um especially since she was the eldest sibling of the family and um it was scary for basically everyone i mean i was the youngest and um she hurt me in many different ways um and it was scary seeing her hurt my um brother and stuff um my second eldest sibling abby she would always stand up for us though and she was always there and she was strong even when she shouldn't be when she was supposed to be furious she never took it out on us she was always very kind to us and she has every right to be absolutely pissed at my sister and there is a point where there is anger there she is mad at her but there are many ways where she's coped through all of that and she's become a stronger person through all of that. I recently just came out um, and told my parents about something that happened when I was 10. Um, my sister would repeatedly um, sexually assault me when I was 10 before she moved out. Um, I recently told my parents about this. We're currently going through the whole interview process um, and getting that dealt with, really, there's not really going to be anything that cops can do, but it was a step I needed to take because I couldn't just hold that in my heart forever. And the first step to forgiving someone is to try your best to let it be known and work through that and, you know, get, seek others' help for this. Um, it's especially hard for my mom because this is her daughter. These are her children. And she hates seeing people that she raised be so conflicted. I bet that she has doubts sometimes being like, well, maybe I didn't do something right. But honestly, she's been such a good mom and she's tried her best. So I just want to lift up thanks for everyone in the situation. Um, my mom, my dad, how calm they've been. My brother, how he's dealing with that and he's still staying strong. And especially my second eldest sister, Abby. Today's her birthday. She's turning 21. Um, she's always been super kind. Um, right now, she's um, she's uh, she just got married a couple years ago, or maybe it was like one year. No, two years. Two years. Anyway, she's she's married. One, one. Okay, one. Um, <laughs> uh, she just got uh, she just got married just a bit ago. Um, she's been strong throughout all of this even though it's hard she's had a lot of hurdles thrown at her i mean like um her dog had cancer recently and yes i know i'm running out of time i got it her dog got cancer recently and luckily she's powered through that and her dog um, won't die from it uh they got the surgery and she's all right it hadn't spread so um i just really wanted to thank god for helping um my entire family being th so thank er, so faithful and uh, through all of this and staying strong. Thanks, Maggie. <laughs> Hello, um, my name's Julie, and I'm going to try to get through this, but um, 
When I came in this morning, uh, seeing this scripture and then seeing the three generations up there, I was very, very blessed. Um, this is my daughter. And my mother used to come here with us. Um, so the three generations. She went home to be with the Lord a couple weeks ago. And um, she loved the song, How Great Thou Art. So that was playing as we came in here. And I saw the scripture, young and old shall hear of your blessings. And I'm just so grateful, so, so grateful to God that I was raised by a wonderful Christian woman who was a prayer warrior for my brother and myself and all her grandchildren. And she just knew the Lord, and I'm so, so thankful for having been raised by her. Um, and uh, I'm even more grateful for Jesus because I know through Jesus, we will not only get to be with him, but I know that we will see my mom again. And um, yeah, so, so grateful for Jesus. Uh, hi, I'm Andy, and um, for the last 15 years or so, I've had times of uh, fear and worry and anxiety, like a lot of us have. Um, but I feel like in this last year, um, promptings from the Lord have uh, helped me um, to be more committed to prayer and uh, learning his word and observing a Sabbath and, and just getting closer to him. And I feel like through that, um, the fear and the anxiety and the, and the doubt and the worry have diminished um, probably more than, than they ever have. And so I'm just really thankful to the Lord and the Holy Spirit um, for working on me and uh, not giving up on me. And... <laughs> Um, just sticking with me, and I know he will continue to do that. Um, and I just want to say to anybody who's struggling with those things, um, don't give up. Just uh, hang in there, and the Lord wants you to trust him, and he will help you to do that. And it's not going to be an overnight thing. It hasn't been for me. Um, but I feel like just in this last year, it's really, I don't know, I feel like he's reached out to me more than ever. And uh, so I'm just trying to kind of meet him. And uh, it's, it's really helped. So just want to encourage you with that and, and just say that I'm so thankful um, for his love and, and what he wants to do with me. <clears throat> Thanks, Andy. All right, so I'm really thankful for this church, and I'm thankful for the both of you giving such a platform for our children, and that they've been able to pray for adults up front, and that you're really like growing them inside of that. And then I'm thankful for all of you who have volunteered in the kids' ministry, too. I see you guys back there with little Benjamin, and uh, just loving them well. So I'm really thankful for that. That's good.
So um, in a church setting, I, I can public speak. It's not a problem. But church setting is a little different for me. Um, but it's been a really like hard, difficult last like two and a half, three years. Um, I'll give a little bit about myself. I'm a nurse at the VA. We've had a lot of troubles that we've been dealing with, plus with the COVID pandemic and everything else. And I had started coming to this church when um, <laughs> my oldest is, uh, he was probably like a year um, in December. And we quit going. We went to another church for a while um, where my mother-in-law goes. And then we came back. So I just want to I feel really comfortable having both my rowdy boys. So <laughs> sorry about that, but I have two very active rowdy boys. So I kind of second the, you know, appreciating the ministry, the children's ministry and that and all of you and how welcome everybody is. So thank you so much. And thank you, Jesus and God. Yes. <laughs> Amen. Hi, everybody. Um, happy Sunday and um, good holidays for everybody. Um, I just want to say that I'm thankful for this church. I'm thankful for this church as well. And I'm, I'm new to Cheney. And I'm glad that Jesus met me because he meets you where you are, no matter where you are. And um, I also have three generations. My daughter, who's a, a nurse at Sacred Heart and also works two jobs. And um, has a she's a single mom. So she's working on um, keeping it all together. And I came here to help her support her in that. She bought her first house here in Cheney. So it's kind of nice to be in the environment. And I appreciate meeting both of you. You're running a great church so I'm glad I, I came for walks around the the community garden and came across this church and back then I was like oh man that looks like the kind of church I'd like to be involved in but I didn't have the um Mm, kind of like the motivation or the, the, the courage to just step out on my own. And my, my daughter invited me one day. She goes, you want to go to church with us? Because she knows I'm a churchgoer. And, and so I was a member of Calvary Baptist downtown for many years. So, um, And I said, sure. And it happened to be this church. And I just started laughing. and went, perfect. So thank you. I'm not too much of an off-the-cuff gal, so I wrote what I wanted to say. My favorite definition of community is a group of interdependent organisms of different species growing or living together in a specified habitat. <clears throat> Moving to Puerto Rico stripped everything I had ever known about my sense of community. It really was like we moved to a foreign country. We didn't speak the language. We weren't accustomed to the culture. And at times, certain situations, we were not welcomed. During the time, that time, God had stripped away all of my expectations, ego, pride, hard-headedness, and many of my self-identifiers in order to reveal something more. I couldn't rely on me anymore. I needed to rely on him. It took over a year before I was ready to reach out and admit that I couldn't find community by myself. I started on a journey with a friend and began to learn bits and pieces of whom I was. The real Jill, not the outside stuff, but the inside stuff. My identity is based on God's view of me, not the world's. There were a lot of areas I needed to work on. It was at that, I was at a point that I asked God for help with help. With the help of connection to the outside world, Zoom had, and my digging into Jesus, I grew and saw so many areas of my life being healed, forgiven, and a confidence I had never thought I had being released. 
I needed to be empty before God could fill me up. We were given the opportunity to move to the west side of the island. I instantly said yes. I couldn't, it couldn't get any worse, I thought. Even if the experience is still the same, we'll be living closer to the beach and within walking distance of the town's community square where all community happens. Even if I had the feeling of community, that would be better than where I was at, I thought. We arrived. We arrived. Our first official weekend in our new house was Memorial Day weekend 2021. That weekend, God launched us into community due to an unusual and somewhat scary scenario, but nonetheless, we met people. It was kind of like being launched from a human cannon at a circus. That was the very first day we met all our neighbors and then some. Thank you, Jesus. You work in mysterious ways and definitely answered our prayer. Not necessarily exactly how I would have done it, but thank you nonetheless. By the third weekend, I had an eeny, meeny, miny mode, a church for us to check out. That was the only church we visited. We were welcomed like nothing I had ever experienced. We were lost at sea and then found. God had placed people in that church that have a pure gift of connection and making you feel like you had always been family. This brought me into a bigger women's community, Christian community. Again, he answered our prayers. Being able to walk my dog Zoe out front, out my front door was where I met the most genuine people. People I would have never met if I had if I didn't have a 13-year-old dog that walked about one mile an hour. We walked <laughs> 1.5 miles in the morning and a half a mile in the afternoon every day. We were noticed, and I had the time to say buenos dias to everyone and stop and have conversation as I passed by when Zoe allowed. She was always on a critter-finding mission. God did that. If I didn't have Zoe to walk, I would have done the runner wave and ran by. I did insert myself into a running group. I saw many mornings on my walk with Zoe. I found community within something I love doing, running. Little did I know they were all triathletes, extremely intimidating. There were four of them that brought me into the fold, encouraged and advised me. The part I'm most proud, at, uh, proud of is I stepped out of my comfort zone and said yes to their encouragement and learned how to open water swim. My other friend Annie taught me how to not drown. Eventually, I stopped saying, just keep breathing, just keep breathing, and enjoyed it. Swimming became peaceful and relaxing. Putting myself out there and doing the hard showed me that God is always in the mixture. There are some really good people God wanted me to see. I'm thankful he slowed my roll and gave me the experience of the 5.30 in the morning and four in the afternoon community. We have made some forever friends, had wild experiences, lived to tell about them because we said yes to Jesus and yes to his direction. We have been home for four Sundays now. It's different. Let me be honest, it's been hard. We left 18 months of practically instant community steps from our front door 
to having to be purposeful at finding community again. Giving myself grace has been hard too. Being able to see the new is good. We have been given the opportunity to take this new identity in Jesus back to our community, our home, and our family, to our before friends and the new ones he has placed on our path. The path he created, God broke us down and built us back up for his good. I am thankful for all of the past three years, the good, the bad, and the humidity. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to be a hard one to follow. I'm thankful for all of you and all of those that could not make it today. I'm thankful for those that want to uh, be a part of something bigger than themselves because Jesus is bigger than all of us put together. God is bigger than that, the universe. He designed it. This is our community though. This is where we're at. So I'm thankful for that. The situation she was talking about that we were in, sorry, my butch, I'm figuring this out. You good? Okay. <clears throat> um, our first weekend there, we had actual Dominicans leaving Dominican Republic, a boat that landed on the shore, and one of them was in our living room, running from the police and the Customs and Border Patrol. And I'm in the living room doing my homework online. And then all of a sudden, I have a man that's way bigger than me in my living room, uninvited. But when you look at a man's eyes and he says, help me, because things are worse out there that we don't see. I didn't do anything. Then he was tackled by two police officers and a Customs and Border Patrol agent. I left. I grabbed my wife and we left. That's the community we found in the streets. It's different. The church we found is this one, Church Without Walls. The community there is is phenomenal. There is just four posts and a roof. So it's one of those things that we think about like, why do we have walls anyway? It's not how it started, right? I'm not saying tear down the walls. (laughs) 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 But I'm thankful uh, for my lioness. Every lion has a lioness. So uh, I'm thankful for the community here. It brought us back. For those of you that are just coming to Cheney, welcome. Um, We left and came back. Talk about trusting God. (laughs) (laughs) You check, because we talked a lot, even with folks that are in this church. What do we do? Well, God's guidance will provide It is just, I know it sounds simple with me standing here, but you can do it. The same things that happened to my wife happened to me, the pride, the ego, all of that had to get stripped away for God to fill this up. But I'm a guy, that's not supposed to be that way. Well, it is, I just wanna go ahead and blow all your bubbles. (laughs) Um, But anyway, um, thank you. Thank you for all of you being here. Thank you for those that, I wanna pray for those that 
and think about those that could not make it today and for those that are still searching. If you're still searching, come find us. We're here. This is our community. We got this. can have a church without walls where it's always 70. (laughs) (laughs) It just works that way. (laughs) This is taking a lot of trust right now, because I don't typically. But I want to thank Cheney Faith Center. Um, We've been members here for about five, six years, and we have loved it. Um, We went through some real trying times in the last year and a half. My mom passed away in October of 2021. I got an inheritance and we uh, got our like home. And that became, God's blessings can also be a curse because it became a big distraction. Um, We put a lot of time into it and uh, missed Sundays because we were working on it because that's the only time our nephew could make it out. But we have come back recently in the last few weeks and regret that we weren't here all this time because the community here is just amazing. Um, I, we came back on that day where the, couple, the mom and the son were up on stage. <laughs> And I'm sorry, I don't remember your names. I'm awful with names. But that touched me to my core because I realized you don't have to do all of this alone. This community is here for us. This community is here to help you through everything you're going through. My son is cutting, and it is destroying my heart because... He is my baby, and how can my baby be so sad and so alone out there? Because I moved him away from his cheney comfort zone. I just, it's just too much. He's a believer, and he's doing what he can on his own. It's just he's so afraid of being judged anywhere he goes because he knows what he's done. And... He's in counseling. Thank goodness he's agreed to that. But we know now that we have to come back to Cheney. We have to leave that lake house that was our dream because our son is that important. And if just asking for prayer in that um, because, and I just thank community because friends that come up on Sundays and give you hugs and tell you you're not alone because God, we're all here, and I appreciate our friends that make us feel loved and understood. And I just also, uh, just it's just not that one son. We have another son that has made choices and moved away that we don't agree with. <laughs> if you want to come talk to me privately about that, that's fine. But there are choices that are just way beyond our comprehension we don't understand. Um, And then our other son is doing the party scene, walked away from God. And it's just, it's hurting our hearts so hard. But we have all of you 
and we know we feel the love, we feel the, we feel it. So thank you. Yeah, she, she knows where I'm coming from and I know where she's coming from and I know where a lot of you guys are coming from. The mom and the son, uh, my mom, my mom hurt, hurts really bad right now. I have one son who's going through some real bad times and he's gonna be spending some time in jail. And that's not the way we raised him. Um, you know, our I had a pastor once, pastor's wife, she used to say with the youth group that it's like throwing hamburger at a fan. You just hope some of it sticks. And that's all I can do, and all I can do is trust God. Um, my husband was diagnosed six years ago with stage four melanoma. He's still with us, but now he's in a valley. And I just have to trust God that he's gonna get us through back up to the hill. Just like her, just like all of us here. And I'm just thankful for our community. Okay, so I didn't know my daughter was going to share all of that, and I'm sorry, um, but it ties in with something that I wanted to share. Um, but before I do that, the easy story is my husband was laid off, uh, was just fired for no reason on February 14th, and uh, had six months severance, and God was in that. It was mm. tough. He's now making, I think, 35% less than he was before, so that's taken some adjustments. Um, but it's a much better better job in a much healthier environment and he's watching his former work just die <laughs> it's almost like a twitter situation right now and so you're like okay thank you lord you, you had this under control the whole time um something that has been laid on my heart in many different ways and i just felt like i needed to say this morning because it's come up again is that True community involves vulnerability and honesty and grace. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes those are not things that happen in church. There are certain things we can talk about. We can talk about, you know, I'm really struggling. I'm feeling a little down, having trouble trusting God. We can say things like that. But when you say things like, my kid is suicidal, my kid is cutting, my kid is sexually confused, Oh, wow. Did you take him to Sunday school? Did you do daily devotions? Did you pray and fast? Um, you know, and then it's, it's those deep things. But guys, if we can't be honest about the deep things, and not that we have to lay our stuff out for everybody, but that's where we can really meet each other. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing how much I think there's lots of stories in this room, and we don't have to share them with everybody, but it's nice to know that, wait, you're not going to look at me like some kind of horrible loser, but you're going to give me a hug, and you're going to pray with me, and you're going to love on me. And that's amazing. And that's what we can do for each other. And so th this is what I wanted to share yesterday. We went out to um, lunch with a couple from this church, and we were having a great time. We ended up praying, and, and then... <laughs> The guy just flats out says, you know, sometimes I just don't control my tongue. In fact, just this week, I blew up at my wife. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> I can't believe he just said that. <laughs> it, it shocked me that somebody would be that, you know, we're really good about, I used to struggle with that way back when. Um, and I thought, oh, gosh, if we can all be like that, how much more real and how much more will we grow together? Anyway, thank you guys. Thank you. Thanks.
Hurts to go deep, right? But it's where we grow and it's where we heal. It's where Jesus does a lot of good work. All right. Somebody else? Got a couple more minutes. All right. Well, I wasn't going to share, but after hearing everybody, um, I think it's been a real struggle for the last couple of years for a lot of people. And, um, you know, myself included, the ups and downs of life, and sometimes you just feel weary. And God's been speaking to me a lot about, like, the Red Sea moment. How you feel like your back's against the wall and everything is bearing down on you, there's nowhere to turn. But he brought to mind that whole scene with the Israelites and Pharaoh bearing down on them and they had nowhere to go and reminded me that his first was, be still, know that I'm God and I will fight for you. (laughs) And he's always been faithful. And then you see the sea part and they cross on dry ground. And then Pharaoh has the arrogance to think that the Lord had parted the sea for him, and he goes in. And then God says, that's it. And he closes, and he says, these Egyptians you see today, you'll never see again. And the enemy comes after us. God is waiting there, and he's going to cover his head. And these problems that arise, God's going to take care of He's going to fight for us. So I'm so thankful he's faithful, and he's the God who sees. He's the God who sees all that we're going through. And he may make it look like you've already lost, but trust me, he's luring your enemy in to be defeated. And I'm thankful for that, that he's always faithful. Anyone else? Some way you're trusting the Lord or you're just thankful to the Lord for something. Maybe something's happened this year that you're like, man, I just got to say thank you, Jesus, for this. Um, Here's a mic. Okay, sorry. (laughs) Thank God nobody, everybody didn't hear that. But um, I just want to say thank you and let everybody know that you, you may not think you're doing a lot as a witness, um, but even the littlest thing can bring somebody back. Mm-hmm. Um, I got saved when I was 21. Um, I was a single mom. I went to Bible college. Um, and then it didn't take but two or three years, and I was just gone. Um, and that was a long time ago. My daughter's 33. She was in kindergarten when I was in Bible college. And I started working somewhere, and they played 104.9. The lady played in a church in Lewiston, and one other gal there went to a church. And they didn't harass me. They didn't, you know, 
they just every once in a while they would say something. And at one point I would say the Lord's name in vain here and there. And one the gal walked up to me and she goes, could you please stop doing that? And it cut me to the core. And I was like, wow, what am I doing? And um, my husband and I, we just moved over here by Marshall. And I go, we got to find a church. I'm, this is, I wasn't happy. I was happy, but I wasn't happy. I had no relationship with the Lord. And I'm like, what am I doing? I know what's right and what's wrong. This is stupid. And um, he's got a background. He actually went to church somewhere around here years ago. Um, and I went back, I left that job and I went somewhere else, which is better. It was better for us. But I went back to them and I go, I just want to tell you that just those little things that you did, I am now back in church. And now we are building that relationship again. So even those that have that background or don't have that background, and I always remember the prodigal son, and I always go, oh, I'm not, I sh you know, I blew it for how many years? I shouldn't be. He is faithful and he... He does wait, and even those mistakes that we've made, he doesn't care. He just wants us back and in that relationship. So I just want to encourage those who don't know if their small witness or big witness is working. It is working. Just keep continuing to do that and trust God that those little things um, do light little sparks and fires that will reignite that relationship. So... I just wanted, and thank you. We're, we've been coming here for a little bit, and so we're getting there. <laughs> thank you. Okay, let's do one more, and then uh, the worship team's going to come, and just we're going to end with one song. Just sing to the Lord and bless Him one more time. So, if there's one more, maybe. Oh. Okay, two. Yeah. <laughs> Hello everyone, my name is Angelie Hallbader and I'd like to say thanks for, I'd like to say thanks because you're, you're here right now. I say thanks for, for the, for the God, I give thanks for, 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 the, for the Messiah, I give praise for, for, I give praise for, I give praise for, I give praise for Jesus, that he's our savior. Mm -hmm. We pray from daily. We know for him daily. Thank you all for being here. I just wanted to say I'm thankful for God and the confidence that He gives us. It, it seems like our world has been just chaos for years. For mm -hmm. the last three years, it's just been a chaotic place. Everything you look at in the news, um, you know, just the world that we see is kind of falling apart around us. And I'm just grateful that you know, I know God and he gives me a confidence that you can be the best athlete in the world and you're going to get confidence from that. But there's no comparison, no comparison to the confidence that you have in knowing that God knows me and is looking out for me, is protecting me, that there's nothing that compares to that confidence. And I just, I feel for the folks that don't have that. You know, those folks that are running around in this world right now that don't have God at their back. And 
that, it, that makes it much more scarier than it is for those of us that do. So I'm just thankful for that confidence that God gives us.